0: Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Growing a Food Movement. This is Berry Good Talk. I'm Jessica Waite, and we're going to tell you a little bit about how Berry Good Food got started. Um, Today, we have brought together a great representation of our Berry Good Board of Directors, and we are excited to share our story. Berry Good Food is comprised of an all-volunteer board of local food advocates and enthusiasts. We want to make sure that all members of our community understand the importance of and have access to healthy food. We also believe that local food is often the best for our bodies and for our environment, and we want to empower and connect individuals to make good food choices. So we're going to start out down the line. We have um, quite a nice representation of board members today. Um, The one thing I do have to say is there are men on our board, okay? This is not an all-women group. One of those men happens to be Roger Harrington, one of the owners of Specialty Produce, um, and he made this uh, possible for us to be on this podcast today. So we want to send out a huge thanks to Specialty Produce Network and to Danielle for producing this. Um, So let's get started. Um, Maybe... Sandra, can you tell us a little bit um, about who you are and how you got started with the Very Good Board, and then we can just kind of work down the line?
1: Sure. So um, my name is Sandra Broussard, and I am the general manager and sales director at Wise Organic Ranch in Escondido. Um, I've been on staff at Wise Ranch for the past 17 years, and I um, oversee all of the daily operations and the sales that we have going on out at B-Wise Ranch.
0: And how did you end up on this team? I became involved
1: with the Berry Good Food Foundation when I got a phone call from Michelle who was looking for a representative who could come in and talk about farming and organics, who had a good footprint in the community. And they were also looking for a secretary to uh, be on the board with Barry. And someone nominated me. I believe it was Jack <laughs> Ford of Taj Farms. And that's how I came about to be with the board.
0: Awesome. And I think you're going to fill us in in a few minutes about the actual um, inception of Berry Good Food. But for now, we'll move on to Christina, who can tell us a little bit more about herself.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Jessica. My name's uh, Christina Ng. I'm a Personal chef uh, caterer running under or working for myself, uh, self employed as Chinita's Pies. Um, I've probably seen a lot of you around town um, either eating with me or I'm cooking for you. Um, I have been in the food industry for over 20 years. And um, I am originally from San Francisco, made it down to San Diego about eight years ago. And I was lucky enough to be invited as a plus one to uh, the Berry Good Night where I met Michelle LaRock. Since then, um, it has been a whirlwind of amazing events, uh, food related within the community. And um, I look forward to continuing to doing that work um, alongside my teammates here today.
0: Awesome. That's so rad. Thank you. Jane, what about you?
3: Uh, Thanks, Jessica. My name is Jane Bills, and I am the communications chair for Very Good Food. Uh, My background is mostly editorial and writing. Uh, I was an editor in New York City and was a freelance writer for some time. Before that, I was cooking. I was a prep cook in Italy and the United States, so this perfectly (laughs) blends kind of what I do with Very Good Food. Um, I actually came to the Very Good Food press launch at Michelle's house as a freelance writer, and Ann Wyckoff, who's uh, currently the Vice President, kind of cornered me and sucked me in. so here I am four years later as the communications chair, but I'm loving it um, and uh I became actually really passionate about uh, clean food uh, back when I was kind of cooking in Italy and seeing how they cook and just going to the markets and seeing the difference here um in terms of the processed food we use, and I started looking more at organic and sustainable and um, non-GMO then became pretty popular. And so that was really um, what I was passionate about when I came to that press launch. And what Berry Good Food is trying to do um, just really aligned with what I, what I wanted to achieve um, with, with food and in our food community here in San Diego. So it was a real nice fit for me.
0: That's so great. And you're such an amazing asset to the team. <laughs> um, and then Ashley, I think one of our newest members and has a special role that she plays within our organization Thanks, Jessica.
4: <laughs> Hi there. My name is Ashley Bed. I am the Managing Director of Programs and Development for Berry Good Food. I am uh, the lone staff member, but <laughs> in the wonderful company of all of these amazing volunteer board members who I couldn't do what I do because in order to be able to make this organization move forward, to have the support of these volunteers – Board members is essential. So thank you to all of you. And just a little about me. I actually was born and raised in San Diego, but I left for almost 10 years kind of living and working in different cities, Miami, D.C., New York. Um, My background is more in culinary PR, so I've always worked around food with um, local restaurants. And by the time I got to New York City and was working at a big agency, I kind of lost that the reason I fell in love with what I did, which was all about community so, I uh, ended up back here in San Diego and was looking for a way to really work around food and, and build community and have those relationships. For, because for me, food is so essential to what brings us all together, and I really wanted to find a way to reconnect with that within our own community here in San Diego. So, I had the pleasure of being introduced to Michelle Orak, our founder, who was looking for uh, their first staff member. So, I'm honored um, to have that position here with the organization.
0: And we are so grateful to have you. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, I'm Jessica Wade. I am now president of Very Good Food. Um, started a couple years ago um, within the organization after just really admiring the work that I was seeing um, over the years coming out of this this young group of people who were just so passionate and really focused on sharing education. And that was kind of what lured me in. Um, my background is in you know, academically in healthcare and science. And I was really interested in the power of nutrition to kind of guide our diets in a preventative measure. Also a restaurant owner now and kind of a local food activist in our community. And when I first saw that there was going to be a panel on soil health with Very Good Food, I got really excited. I'd been to a couple of the Very Good Night events. I'd had the opportunity to meet Michelle. My husband and I are... You know, we were involved in the kind of more back of the house creating the food um, components, but then really getting to go to that panel and start to see a group of community advocates who wanted to spread education about the things that I found to be really important, like soil health, and then moving on through the panel. So, got pretty excited. Um, So, I'm going to go ahead and hand this off to Sandra again and really hope that she can kind of take us through how we got started as an organization.
1: So thank you, Jessica. So again, I'm Sandra Broussard, and I am one of the original founding members of Berry Good Food. And I remember getting my first invitation to Berry Good Night and meeting with different farmers and artisans and winemakers at Michelle LaRock's Berry Good Night dinner and being really excited about what everyone was talking about. And that was the start of me seeing the excitement in the community, and then again talking to Michelle and thinking of a way that we could communicate outside of that smaller circle. And so Michelle came and decided from Barry Goodnight, she wanted to create a more public relationship with the consumers, the chefs, um, the winemakers, and help educate the community on the local food system. And that is how the Berry Good Food Foundation came about. So she put a board together of people that she felt were like-minded in the community that had different specialties and different knowledge about different avenues and um, bases in the community. And we all got together and started, you know, brainstorming and writing up Programs about how we could put this all together.
0: That's awesome. Um, keep going.
1: Okay. So <laughs> part of what we did in the beginning was to work on what we thought our founding principles and goals were. And, again, it was to create a relationship between the consumers, the chefs, and um, – Different food systems, you know, winemakers, artisans, people who were doing things in the organic community, and just really trying to build a healthy food community. Um, This all started originally when Michelle went to a goat farm in Sonoma and worked on that goat farm and saw that there was maybe a disconnect with how people perceived the food system to be. Like, where did their food come from? How food got from farms to restaurants and to stores. And so from all of that, we were building the principles and the goals of Barry.
0: That's awesome. And so, and you kind of touched on this, but what was really um, something that drew you strongly to this from your personal experiences to bring you, I mean, as a volunteer, it's an incredible amount of work to um, commit to time and everything to actually be a part of this organization. So what made that worthwhile to you? So
1: like I said, I had already been at BeWise Ranch for a number of years, and one person trying to go out and make a difference, that's important. But once I was able to come into Barrie and work with other like-minded people, then it seemed like my footprint Magnified along with theirs. And I had already been interested in recycling and putting good things back into the earth. So this just gave me an opportunity to expand and to learn and educate myself more and then take the knowledge that I had myself along with what I was learning from the other people on the board, the other people that I was meeting in the community, and build something bigger. You know, BeWise um, was already giving and um, putting things back into the community. We were um, working with Slow Foods. We were doing things with Feeding San Diego, with the Jacob Cushman Food Bank. But being a part of Barry just gave me another avenue with a voice mm-hmm. to go out and do more of what I was already trying to do. You know, we've done things with. Um, saving animals, healing hearts, which I was introduced to them by Danielle, who mm-hmm. is our producer here Vegan Danielle, and we've been able to continue that relationship. And to get that food out there that would be going back um, into compost or being wasted as you know imperfect produce, getting it out there to the community and the public where it's needed instead of having it wasted was part of what I had learned from being at Be Wise, but also being a part of the Very Good Food.
0: That's incredible. And and that's the thing. I think when we find like-minded individuals that we can kind of bind together with, we really have this opportunity to start to amplify the message. And if we all believe in it individually, like you said, we can come together and just make more of an impact. Um, but sometimes I think when you're trying to save the world, things get a little tricky. And there is personalities and there's infrastructure um, kind of challenges. So when you guys had this brand new baby organization, I mean, this was only, what, four or five years ago. What were some of the challenges? Challenges and growing pains that you faced.
1: That's a good point. So, I mean, we we discuss this all the time. I mean, it's always a revolving and revising of our original plan and what Michelle's goals for Barry were. But part of it, I think, was the perception that the public had about Barry Good Night and Barry Good Food. They're two separate things, grown and built from our original founder but over time with the different people that have been involved with the different specialties, you know, everybody doesn't know everything, but a lot of people know a little bit about different things. So by putting all that together, we've been trying to revise that mission um, with our fundraising, with our mission, with our focus, and trying to get the word out there about what Barry's trying to do. Um, I've heard a lot about You know, there's other organizations out there who are doing what we're doing and, you know, Slow Foods, the San Diego Food Systems Alliance, but not one organization can do it all. And so if we are able to get past that perception, continue to build the relationships and partner with other like-minded organizations, I think we can reach more people out there and combine all of our knowledge and our resources to continue to build and um, educate ourselves and educate the public and the consumers and build those bridges with the chefs and you know, put the information out there and make it accessible to everyone.
0: Incredible. Yeah, I think it's, it's really important. And every new organization is going to face challenges like this, but it's how everybody comes together and moves forward with positivity and supports each other that I think becomes really integral. Jane, I know you've been a part of this since almost the beginning as well. What are your thoughts on, you know, challenges that may have been faced and how we've been able to overcome them as an organization?
3: Yeah, I think just from a communication standpoint, um, we definitely had some confusion with the messaging for the public. I think, you know, they saw foundation in our name and thought that we were coming with a lot of financial resources, which actually was not that true. So uh, they were confused when we were trying to raise money. Um, I think that there was some confusion about what our programs were, and I know Christina will um, (laughs) get into those. We have some amazing programs that we offer the, the community. Um, so it was a little bit, and in the beginning, you know, it was a little bit in flux. I think that we were also trying to find our footing and you had a lot of different voices saying this is what we should be doing. And, um, I think that this year we've really refocused our mission and what we are about and I'm really excited about the direction we've been taking this year under the helm of Jessica as our president. And then all these people at this table have contributed so much to our mission. So I'm just really excited that We are refocusing. I hope that we will be communicating um, in a better way um, moving forward about what we do and how we want to unite the community. And um, I just I love what Sandra had to say about that. So.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and I do think that, you know, people saw this big gathering or party and and saw that as this kind of glamorous thing. And really, in a way, it was a glamorous location, but it was a lot of farmers and purveyors and advocates coming together and having a conversation over food. And that was the intention of it in the beginning. Um, And as years went on, you know, it started to, like... Sandra said, we, we organized and were able to start taking off on all these different branches of, of our mission, you know, following up with Michelle's original goals and vision for the, for the group. Um, So that kind of leads me into talking to Christina, which I am so excited about everything that you've been contributing to Barry as well. So since what, the beginning of this year, correct? January. Yep. um, You joined the team and bring you with, with you a lot of enthusiasm and resources and knowledge that, you know, maybe you can talk to us a little bit about our current programming and what Barry's been accomplishing since we got organized.
2: Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, I feel like the programming sector is just the perfect segue from the original Barry Could Barry Good Night when once a year people of like-mindedness would get together and come up with these amazing ideas and, um, you know, be dreamers, um, per se. And so now through programming, they're able to make those dreams actually become a reality. And as are the artisans, the makers, the farmers, all of our purveyors. Um, now, instead of just one night, it's all throughout the year where people, these people are able to, you know, express their their joy and their love of food in our community. Um, so they're Three ways um, I feel that people um are able to participate with us uh through very good food um on the ground level and uh, one is uh our academy classes, which we're so lucky again. I'm gonna chime in Roger Harrington from Specialty Produce. Um he's wonderful enough to host us uh, monthly as well as donate uh product for the classes. Um so the academy is one uh avenue of the programming. Another is our uh school garden programming attached to our uh school garden grant, and the third would be um our uh, Annual discussion panels. So, uh, I will start with the academy because it is near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm currently a, a facilitator as well as a teacher. Every now and then, um, I was lucky enough to um, take the helm from a good friend, Jack Ford from Taj Farms, um, who originally connected me with a lot of commun- community growers and purveyors. And then I was, um, I guess, able to take the take the take the.
0: Take Take the the reins. Take the reins. That's
2: it. Absolutely. Uh, The handing over of the torch, if you will, in the relay race. Um, I was lucky enough to take that torch and put my own spin on it. So this year we've been able to uh, put on over 10 classes. Um, We're going to have a future one coming up in November. Um, That's what we're labeling as Academy on the Go. So um, at a different um, location, again, trying to extend our reach into the community um, and give opportunities to people um, to make these food dreams and uh, a reality. Um, Secondly, the school garden program, and um, I'm lucky to have Sandra here, again, another original member who's put a lot of time and effort in the school garden programs um, annually. This is our second year we've been able to award uh, official scholarship uh, to multiple schools throughout um, San Diego and as well as uh, Baja. I'm happy to say I think the program is obviously very successful. Um, A story near and dear to my heart is that um, a grant award. Winner from last year, uh, Field Elementary in the Claremont District, Um, Sandra and I were able to collaborate with this school to not only award a scholarship, but also uh, curriculum uh, regarding uh, food education and nutrition education for the kids. Um, So I'm happy to say that, um, you know, I'm able to participate in a program like that. But again, I think through... Uh, very Good Foods programming, I'm hoping that we can replicate this model and bring it to other schools and other communities that really need it the most. Um, and thirdly, uh, our discussion panels, I'm actually going to hand that over to uh, Ashley, uh, who can speak into a little more detail about that.
4: Thanks, Christina. And I just wanted to stop and say that we are so lucky to have you in this role with our programs. Um, what you've done with our academy cooking classes here at Specialty Produce is just beyond the, you know, results and, and the response we've had from our community members who have participated in these classes is just incredible. So, Just a shout out to you, to thank you and everything you've done so far. I appreciate that. (laughs) And yeah, um, our expert panels, we um, love doing these a few times a year. It's a way for us to open up this uh, discussion to our community around uh, educational topics around sustainability. So some of the panels we've hosted in the past have been around the topics of food as medicine, climate change, how it's affecting agriculture and our health on sustainable seafood practices and we host them at venues in our community. We've hosted at University of San Diego, um, in uh Point Loma, and we partner with UCTV to film these and record these, which we then put on our website as a free resource for anyone in our community to check out on our website to continue learning. We have an incredible list of experts that we have on our panels—from scientists to farmers to chefs—that really uh, represent a broad range of our food system to speak to these topics. Um, so they're they're really wonderful, and we're hoping to have one. Uh, next year
0: awesome and I have to say I think the panels are just such an incredible opportunity for people to come together um, in an environment that is I mean it's it's free you get an amazing meal and you get this incredible Im- information and and again I think I mentioned earlier that's that's what really got me hooked into this organization but all of these programmings, I mean it's it's impossible to overstate how how special this is and I think with an organization like Barry Sandra mentioned that we have um, a lot of different really great groups in San Diego who are doing awesome things. And there's that idea of like, well, why are we all kind of doing this? You know, are are we in silos? Are we being as productive as we can? But there's this idea that we all have different things to offer. And I think one thing Barry has is this incredible, really accessible platform. And and that's a huge thanks to Jane and her ability to really communicate our message. um, through storytelling, through social media, through writing, all of the things that she's so incredible at. So, Jane, would you talk to us a little bit about your messaging strategy and what you feel like we can accomplish as an organization using these talents?
3: Sure. Well, first of all, I'd love to take all the credit, but, it, <laughs> you know, this, it's all informed. Our messaging, messaging strategy is informed by our board. Um, we do take a lot of, um, you know, we want to hear from everybody about what we should be saying. And in fact, when we, we focused our mission this year, we met several times and kind of went over what do we really want to be saying. Like, we we need to be clear with the public about what we care about. And, you know, I, I, I think, and I think most people can agree that messaging is essential to any brand or organization. You're really crafting the story of what you're about. You kind of have to deliver it in an informative, informative way, but also in a fun way that, you know, in this day of social media, you kind of have to, stand out and be interesting and catch somebody's eye. So it's um, a lot of different elements moving around. Um, but it is how the public interacts with you. Um, it's how they can tangibly connect you. You know, you really want to um, show them that you care about the things that, that, you know, the mom at home who's trying to cook for her kids and make something healthy, but also do it quickly. And, you know, you want to be able to connect with that public and say that we, we are trying to find those elements in the community that will serve you as well. Um, and I guess my style of communication in general has always been about education. Um, I, I like to relay facts and tangible information that people can use um, to learn something from, take that, those ideas, turn them into action, which is what we really try to do with our community, is um, bring those ideas to the forefront, um, say what we can do the, the next day, what can you do differently in your life to turn these ideas that we want to achieve into real action and authentic change. So um, I think one of our main goals is empowering the community um, and also drawing our energy from the community. Um, You know, I think this year we really made a concerted effort to unite forces with other community organizations, as we've talked about. Um, So, you know, we're disseminating our message, but we're also propping up other organizations and talking about what they're trying to do. And, in fact, on um, October 27th, we have a um, collaboration with Coastal Roots Farm in Encinitas, and they're just an amazing organization. Uh, It's called Revive Our Roots, and we're going to be doing uh, multiple chef stations with chefs who are Known for their sustainable sourcing, and we're going to have um, lots of education stas- stations on zero waste, permaculture, Posting. composting, beekeeping, beekeeping. I mean, that's hot. We got to do go beekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> but and we're going to have live music, and it's just going to be a great event. So um, something like that, where we are p- pairing up with p- with other organizations and really bringing a- both of our communities together and making us bigger, right, and more st- and a stronger force. And then bigger picture, you know. I've always wanted us to be a platform for uh, people who need a voice. You know, farmers don't usually have marketing and PR teams. So um, I'm happy to be able to use our platform as much as we can to talk about those issues that are happening. Um, Just yesterday we posted about Staley Farms, and there's a Netflix um, series called Rotten, and they are highlighted in the avocado war uh, episode and it's about the globalization of avocado the avocado industry and how that's affecting a family farm that's been in San Diego and Valley Center for decades so that is they are an important part of our farming community and we all need to realize what's going on and that's part of what we want to do is bring those that the information to the forefront so that people can understand how to help them and what we can do differently to change the course of um, the avocado industry and and, and their 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 ability to survive that situation.
0: That's great. That's so, it's there so. There are many moving elements. <laughs> very to hear you have this conversation because I think for a long time I used to get asked like, "What does Barry do?" You yeah. know, and everybody wants to use the word sustainability and advocacy for all these things, but it comes down to, and I think a lot of us had a hard time expressing it because we yeah. do so much in so many different directions, and that's been a huge part about you know part of this this past year is really starting to kind of focus in strategically like on how we could be most effective in the directions we are headed and what we really believe in, how we can be most impactful. So hearing you say this. Um, Um, I think it's really, really just clarifying and helpful, even for me. So, and I'm, you know, working with you all the time on this stuff. So, I think
3: it's really an evolution watching Mm -hmm. it happen because, you know, we started out kind of local and sustainable. And now, you know, you're really seeing the importance of regenerative agriculture. And so it's always going to be changing. And as Sandra touched on, it's always kind of revolving and evolving. So... um, you know, it's, it's, you kind of have to see, see where the community takes us and, you know, where people start to learn more and that action is needed. So Absolutely. it's been exciting to watch the transformation as well.
0: No, that's that's a really good point. Just staying nimble and just adaptive, and really just kind of staying up on the current trends. And a lot of the ways we can do that is through this constant education. Um, so, you know, bringing Ashley into the mix here, who I just cannot again say how much <laughs> how much Ashley saves all of us. I feel like in this um, in this situation where we're all volunteers and we're wearing so many hats, and we're all so passionate and want to be as impactful as we can be, but sometimes come up short. Having Ashley here to support all of these efforts has been really, um, really awesome. So, Ash, can you talk to us a little bit more about stepping into a group like this and um, and wearing all of these hats and, and some of the things that you've faced and your opportunities? Definitely. Thanks, Jessica. I just want to say I appreciate that. Um,
4: yeah, it has been quite the year and a half since mm-hmm. I stepped into this uh, staff role with Very Good Food. Um, when I first came in, first of all, I was just so inspired by this organization and Couldn't believe the amount of work and energy and resources that all of you put into this as volunteers. Like, you're not getting paid to do this. You're not, you know, obviously you have this wonderful presence in our community. And the fact that you're, you know, willing to dedicate your time and energy to this is just um, very inspiring. And I think that's really what keeps me going in times of feeling you know, stressed or challenged or sometimes, you know, feeling like um, being the only staff member can be um, a little challenging since I obviously can't have the same um, expectations for volunteers as opposed to a full-on staff. So um, the fact that you all do as much as you do is really wonderful. So, um, yeah, I would say kind of stepping into this role from scratch, some of the challenges would be that I I didn't see any sort of set structure or systems or organization in place, which is totally understandable with, you know, a young grassroots nonprofit organization. And I think um, it was kind of a beautiful thing at the same time because I was able to kind of bring my own knowledge and expertise and working in a more for for. Profit structure and bring that into this nonprofit organization by creating, you know, internal communication organization, supporting Jane with the external communication out with our community, um, you know, kind of overseeing the different committees that we have within the organization. We have so many uh, incredible volunteers that have resources and knowledges in different fields. So being able to kind of Help oversee the communications committee, the events committee, the development committee, and really kind of wear so many of those hats and dip my toes into each one to really support each one of them so that we can continue to be sustainable and grow um, has been challenging and rewarding at the same time. So, (laughs) I like that answer. Um, So, yeah, uh, that's one of those things. And then, um, just in terms of kind of on that note of how we can keep growing and and keep being sustainable. I think um, one of the challenges is just to continue our awareness and and education efforts within the community. Um, I feel like over the last year we've done such an incredible job of really continuing to, uh, participate in all sorts of community events to whether it's tabling, um, at the NOAA and, um, Catalina offshore, uh, from ocean to table event, a few weeks back. Um, or, you know, joining forces with you, Jessica, at UCSD, where we're speaking to a group of 400 students. Um,
0: it's not a lot. <laughs> it's not that much. You know,
4: the more we can continue to um, have our presence in the community and partner with like-minded organizations and companies to really get our presence known, and specifically to reach the people who need this education the most, people who are food insecure, um, you know, but... Touching everyone within uh, the spectrum of our food system, um, of our communities, is really important to get that message across. Um, I think another thing that we kind of touched on was um, how people were perceiving our organization in the past, thinking that, you know, we are, were a foundation that was fully funded um, and. That That isn't really the case. You know, we have an incredible resource in terms of volunteers and the manpower and energy that they bring. Um, but I think it's always um, an effort to kind of keep developing and fundraising so that we can continue to do this programming. We've been really good in the past of raising funds specifically for our programming like school gardens to be able to allocate these impact grants um, for schools to be able to, continue work on their existing school gardens or to build new ones but we kind of got into this tricky position of oh wait we need funding for ourselves in general to be able to continue to do this for them so i think it's um getting that education to our community as well that you know we're not just funding for ourselves to um just to pay for ourselves, but it's really so that we can continue to be doing this programming for our community.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's such a strong point and I think um I mean, this perception was this perception was real, and I think we've done a lot to overcome it. But we do still need to kind of tell the story of how we um, are using these funds to create this impact. And 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 you're right; it's a lot of impact. We can have a lot of reach. And as far as resources go, you know, so we maybe don't have a lot of financial resources, but this organization has an incredible amount of human resources, and Definitely. that's one thing we are so lucky to have. And and when we partner with other local organizations, we really see like some might be a little bit more. Poly- Policy oriented or have other skills, what Barry brings to the table a lot is these amazing human relationships and this and this enthusiasm that has been created over the years by this organization that is really accessible. We're you know, we're telling a story about connecting people with food and how to make healthy food choices. It's it's not something that's you know really um difficult to entertain or, or to understand or to jump into. It's it's a simple message and I think it's a really important message. Um, Definitely. And I think just one more thing, I think we do that in a really wonderful way to make it approachable
4: to the average citizen. You know, sometimes it can feel like an intimidating topic or theme. And if we can make it you know, really fun and approachable with our academy classes, or by partnering with amazing local organizations or companies um, like restaurants that are supporting local farms. We did really wonderful collaborations this year, uh, for example, with Salt and Straw, where they source their strawberries from By's Ranch, where Sandra is, and we were able to make a custom Very Good Food flavor for the month of July to get people, you know, educated about supporting their local farms while also enjoying
0: delicious ice cream. What's so win win. <laughs> Exactly, win-win-win. Um, no, it's it's so great to hear all of this. It's it's exciting to have this much enthusiasm and and to really like understand that we can start moving forward as this this group that can support other organizations while we do the work that we do and and just and tell the story in a really positive way because at the end of the day, nobody really wants gloom and doom and. In what they're hearing, there's there's plenty of it out there, but to just create simple solutions for people who need to hear them and do the best we can to help, I think is really awesome. And and I think um, I have to thank everyone for being here for our first podcast. I'm not wrapping up right now. Um, I'm not. We can still go. But when you know, this is my first opportunity to moderate something like this, and I think we're still probably working out a few kinks. But I feel like this has been a really great opportunity to sit down and reinforce what we believe as an organization, as a group of individuals, too. And So I think looking forward for future growth, it's exciting going, okay, here we are, like, what are we going to do next? And how are we going to make this impactful for everyone who is putting their time and their effort and actually choosing to take this career path instead of another one? You know, all of us are making a choice by being a part of this group. And I think that's, that's really, that's really big. That's a, that's a big thing. So we want to make sure that it's um as, as meaningful as possible for all of us. And, you know, looking a little bit um, kind of at our past and moving forward, you know, I just wanted to touch on stepping in a as president this year, um, Barry means a lot to me. And, and Michelle is somebody that I have looked up to and, you know, valued my relationship with her for a really long time. And so, you know, there definitely was a little bit of a a feeling of, you know, stepping in as president, like, how am I going to make this meaningful? How am I going to not screw this up in complete honesty and, and wearing a lot of different hats in my own career and, you know, trying to have a personal life once in a while you go, okay, well, what can I give to this organization? And so I think, um, you know as much as as much as we might think oh i'm not doing enough i'm not giving enough by all being here and putting in our time together, we're still moving forward in a really meaningful way. Um, And so I just kind of, you know, to wrap this up, um, I wanted to touch on with everyone, you know, again, like I mentioned, this is an individual choice. We have a lot of different areas that we can be putting our time in and we're choosing to do this. As far as future growth, what does it look like for this, this sacrifice of time or this um, this contribution of time to really be meaningful for for us moving forward? I guess I'll just start on, with Ashley on that yeah. end. We can work our way back to me. Great.
4: Thanks, Jess. Um, yeah, I think kind of like I said, over this last year and a half, it's been a really wonderful, challenging learning experience, diving into the nonprofit world and and working within, you know, this new model of working with all volunteers. And I really see us on the cusp of something really great and just like continuing to evolve and and share our, our mission that's really refined. And I really do see us you know, continue to grow our programs and development and get this education and awareness to the people who truly need it the most by continuing to partner with local organizations and, and other like-minded individuals and mission-aligned community members to really make the biggest impact we can. I really feel like if we work together, we can... We can build something truly great. So I'm really excited to be diving further into this role, working working more with all of you guys and, and c- continuing to be inspired and help build a healthier local community here in San Diego. Jane? Thank
3: you. Uh, well, I would just say ditto to what Ashley said. <laughs> uh, but from a communications perspective, definitely just broadening our reach, our voice, our platform. Um, this year, I mean, I see emails come in and requests come in that we didn't get before. So our, our, our name is getting out there. It's exciting to see that people are taking notice of all the great stuff we're doing thanks to our amazing programs. I just want to touch back again to, I don't think Christina really talked about how great these academy classes are that are (laughs) affordable, you know, usually $25. There's so much food. I usually don't have to eat dinner. I mean, (laughs) we do some amazing things. Our panels, which have just hit 1.5 million views on UCS, UCTV. um, Those are free usually too with amazing food as well. You can, you can fill up on healthy, um, organic usually and local food. Uh, But yeah, Generally speaking, um, I'm really excited about the direction. As I mentioned, I love working with all you guys. Um, it's been a, it's been a wonderful ride, and I'm excited to keep going.
0: Awesome, we're we're happy to have you. Yes, thanks,
2: Jane. Gosh, I'm going to have to ditto your ditto, Jane. I tell
0: you, um,
2: I think uh, personally, I we're in an age, and I can you know, Jane can attest to this, where you know, technology is king. You know, we and um, given that, I think you know, looking down the line using that technology to what I what I'd like to coin is you know to establish our in real life relationships is kind of where I see programs. Uh, you look at something like Rotten, where, you know, the Staley's are fighting to keep their farm. You look at, you know, m- multiple other pieces of programming, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, even just a simple swipe or post. Um, but how do we mobilize that? How do you get on the grassroots end of it to really fight for something you believe in? And maybe it's not always a fight. Maybe it's, I really want to learn how to cook this dish. I really want to meet a farmer. I would love to learn how to make kombucha. And really, I think, for me, on a programming perspective, I think to make that step uh just as I explained before, to make Barry Good night become a three hundred sixty five days out of the year thing um that anyone has access to. That's where I see the goal of programming being um you know on my end um as well as our team's end um that at any point, any one of any any status can come and have local,
1: have access to um, good food.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Sandra, what are your thoughts?
1: So while I'm sitting here, I just had a funny thought. I was remembering that the first time I met Ashley was actually here um, in the specialty studio conference room back there, which is um, the orange room, and I remember looking at her and saying, Be careful. You have to be careful. You have to be really strong with this group. There's like a lot of different um, personalities in here, but they're good people and they have good ideas and you'll just have to corral everybody in and, and, you know, put it all together. But also because... I was one of the original founding members. I've seen the original people come and then go. And then the new people come in with new ideas and new resources. And, you know, we don't always agree on everything. And that's okay. Um, You have to be able to have discussion. Um, I think that the academy classes have not just improved, but again, evolved and developed, and under Christina's guidance, I mean, the classes this past year have been incredible, the feedback, um, the work that we've been able to do with the school garden program, um, having Jack Ford involved, and Alicia Staley was involved, and then bringing on Ma'am Michalev, who has an incredible amount of knowledge and has helped us to revise our school garden application. And, you know, she's going to be putting forward some new criteria for um Screening the applicants and following up with the school gardens, you know, it's incredible to me to see where we were and where we are, how many grants we were able to give out and our Seeds for the Future event that we've had um, twice now. And I would encourage everyone to keep an eye on our events page so that next year, if we do something like that again, that you can participate. It's a great dinner. You know, we've had different chefs participate. We had um, Brian Malarkey and his team come out, and the meal was incredible. But not only that, the conversation that went on that evening and has continued. Um, I meet people in the community all the time now who want to know about the school gardens and where has the money gone. And um, we were out at Abraxis School Gardens, which is a fabulous school garden. If anyone ever gets a chance to go out there, um, Bob, who is the teacher at Abraxas and also oversees the school gardens, I was just talking to him the other day, and they have applied for a grant again, and Barry was able to give them money. But this year, they were able to secure some funding to do an outdoor kitchen for their students, and their goal is to have... All of the students at that school go through their garden program and to bring in other chefs. And I discussed it with Christina to see if she could give some of her time um, to that program. But also the Sage School Garden out in the San Pasqua Valley where Barry was able to host a table. Um, actually, we had a whole section. We pretty much took over. <laughs> and um, Mim and Giselle Wellman were able to create a craft for the kids that they were able to come out and make something that was you know put in the garden that would be there for them to come back and see but also you know Jack created a, a food event for them. And the kids who would never have eaten, you know, zucchini and yellow squash and mushrooms and cheese or, you know, whatever we had on that pizza that day, the kids were willing to try. And it was a great event and we got so much great feedback. So that to me makes all of my time worthwhile. You know, we're all busy, um, I believe that we all have full-time jobs, and then some we have our families. And if I'm going to give my time and my resources, I want to give it to something that makes me feel good. And um, we're not perfect. (laughs) you know. We're not a perfect organization, and I am sure that there's going to be people who hear our podcast who still have things to say, but I'm okay with that. Um, We still have to move forward and we still have to develop and grow and come together and keep making our voices heard out there. And I want to be a part of that for as long as I can because Barry means so much to me. And I'm just proud to work with this team of people that I'm here with.
4: Yeah,
0: gold star. I know, good, good one right
1: there. No. I came back around and
4: was able to redeem myself. Where are the
0: tissues? I know. Well, and that's the thing. I think we're all here fundamentally because we believe that everyone has a right to have healthy food, and then it's not fair for people to not have healthy food. And you look at look at a child when they first experience getting something straight from the ground and enjoying it and the the way their face lights up and understanding that not all children have access to the kind of food that's going to help them move forward you know, happily and successfully. Successfully in life, and and the the food insecurity and all the things in our in our communities now that we need to work harder to change, and so having this group of people who care so deeply come together is really meaningful and. I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, why I do it and why I think so many of us do is because we want everyone to feel happy, healthy and satisfied in their life moving forward. And food can give us that. And it also, it gives us that sense of community that we've all touched on. Um, you know, I guess normally I would say any last thoughts, but I think we're kind of on a, we went on a long one this time, but this has been really amazing. And, you know, I'm going to ask Jane, if you can share the, um, the Instagram and the Facebook, because I'm not sure I'll get it right as far as our, our tags and our, Yes.
3: our Instagram is BerryGoodFoodFDN. Thank you. <laughs> and I believe it's the same for Facebook. Okay, perfect. Slash backslash BerryGoodFoodFDN.
0: FDN. Okay, so BerryGoodFoodFDN. Yeah, absolutely. And then coming up, if you do hear this and you're inspired and you want to join us and learn more about any of these things we've talked about, we will be still selling tickets to our Revive Our Roots event that Jane mentioned, supporting Very Good Food and Coastal Roots. That will be October 27th. Um, tickets can be found through the link in our Instagram, Very Good Food FDN, and on Eventbrite. So thank you so much for all of you who listened to this entire duration of this long podcast because we are so grateful to be a part of this community.